Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody, welcome to WrestleWolf, uh, I'm Damien Gibson, I'm the host, and um, we're going to talk a little bit of wrestling as usual, apologies for the episode being a little late, uh, there was some uh, toing and throwing about uh, when I could get this done and all that sort of thing, anyway, we're doing it now, and uh, yeah, um, I suppose the main thing to talk about this week is the NXT releases, the fallout from that, and um, what the fuck is actually going on at WWE. Uh, It's weird, right? It's a weird, weird state of affairs. The amount of people who have been released... Saw something the other day. It was a 50, 52 wrestlers who have been released since the beginning of the year from WWE. Uh, only three of them signed by AEW, by the way. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, the story... So, all right. If you don't know who's been released, this has just been in the last couple of days. Uh, Bobby Fish, um, Jake Atlas... Ari Stelling, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Stephen Smith, uh, Tyler Rost, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Sanjia, and uh, Mercedes Martinez. So a few interesting names on there. The biggest one, though, is Bronson Reed, who only four and a half weeks ago was the NXT US champion, had been seen um, along with... uh, what's his name the NXT champion I'm completely blanking on his name it'll come to me but he he was seen up at smacked at Carrion Cross Carrion Cross and Bronson Reed were doing this was just before they went back out on the road were doing like trial matches so essentially dark matches but it was in the Thunderdome 
Uh, Vince wanted to get an idea of, of how they worked and stuff. Obviously, he has a terrible opinion of Bronson Reed because four weeks later, he's been released. Bronson Reed was out on Twitter essentially immediately saying, WWE, you don't know what you've done, and then added AEW, uh, Impact, New Japan, and Ring of Honor. Um, I was happy to see that, man. There was like a bit of backlash about that, of like, oh, it's not very professional. My father, fuck the WWE. Fuck them. You know, like, I mean, professionalism. The, the days of WWE deserving professionalism from their wrestlers is long gone. Long gone, man. That fucking went out the window with the screw job. Like, it just... I, I spend a lot of time thinking about WWE and the way that they treat their people and uh you know i talk to matt about it a lot um uh just for anyone who doesn't know uh matt and paul are two people that i reference quite a bit paul's kind of like my little fact finder little that's very condescending he's like a fact finder he'll like send me news tidbits and stuff matt what uh was co-hosting the show with me um, but you know, has had a child and is doing like a seven, like seven thousand degrees, and has a proper job. So essentially, it's just me now. Uh, but I will reference those guys. Uh, so if you're wondering who they are, that's who they are. Um, you know, Matt in particular uh, has been really confused about um, this Bronson Reed release because he was so. Um, you know, I mean, he he was being pushed. Oh, look at Jim Russell crack the shits. Everybody's got to get their push. Uh, but he was, I mean, he was. Um, you know, he, he had a championship in NXT and then he was doing trials for, for SmackDown. So Hunter and Sean and those guys obviously believed in him. And he said as much in, in a video that he released uh, today. Um, so he sent that tweet out. People were kind of like, oh, fucking unprofessional. And so now he's kind of done, you know, one of those hostage videos where he's like i would like to thank uh, wwe for my time and the experience you know it's funny like where people feel like they have to speak positively positively of the wwe in case they go back there um but they've been treated like dirt the whole time i just i don't get that me personally i would be like oh fuck me i'd rather get half the pay and be treated well you know, like, it's just, it's a very, uh, and no offense to American listeners, but it's a very capitalistic attitude that, that, you know, I get that WWE for the longest period of time has been the, the benchmark, the pinnacle, but I mean, even if you just look at their product now, it sucks. If I was working there and got released, I would be like, oh, thank God, especially if I had a contract that was like an, a year or two to go right now i'd be like oh fuck man i'm hoping to get released um so anyway bronson reed did his you know uh hostage video he spoke very well and was very nice and very eloquent and i suppose it's probably better to not burn bridges but when you've been released with really no forewarning no real reason you know and then people expect you to be a gentleman on the way out when you've been treated like absolute dirt like oh, this doesn't make any sense to me i would 100 percent be bronson reed's first tweet rather than his second tweet um and there's also this air of like um 
people reporting these releases as tragic news. And I, you know, and this isn't me trying to be a smartass or anything. I think it's good news for everyone concerned. You know, they're, they're getting out of a, what is obviously a fucking toxic environment. Now, I know you might be thinking like, oh, well, how do you know that? You don't work there, blah, blah, blah. When people are going to the competition and making little videos to represent that, so far we've seen WWE represented as a prison uh, and as a lunatic asylum, like as, a, as an asylum where you get beaten up and treated like shit and gaslit. So that I'm going off what the wrestlers say. I'm going off what every wrestler said on Talk is Jericho. <clears throat> um, I'm going off what every wrestler has said on AW All Access, you know, like I, I, you just have to listen to the wrestlers to, to hear how happy they are to not be there anymore. And it's this, we, you know, it's Vince, <clears throat> Vince went to like a military college. He's a jock. He went like, you know, he, he grew up in an environment that is, you know, built on on cultures of bullying and and hierarchies, and that's the kind of uh, business environment he's created for the last forty years. People can point to different eras and say, "Oh, well, it's been super successful," and blah blah. Look at the TV deals and all that kind of stuff. It's only a matter of time before this all comes crashing down, man. It, it just is because the because ult ultimately the product is shit. And they're starting to make decisions that are harming them and improving their competition. You know, e even just like uh, like Aiden English has appeared on Impact. Um, you've got Matt Cordona on Impact and stuff like that. Even guys who are sort of lower mid-card dudes, they're helping raise the quality of a show like Impact, which was already doing good stuff. But you know what I mean? And I mean, the... We don't even need to talk about the people who've gone across to, to AEW. Alistair Black's entrance this week on Dynamite is enough to show how big a fucking star that guy's going to be, and, and how much of a how much of a miss WWE like they'll, they'll be kicking themselves for years for years because that guy will sell out arenas. He, he like he just will. He just absolutely will. Uh, and Bronson Reed is another one of those guys i get um me personally i think bronson reed's probably i feel like going to japan for a year or two and being a dominant big man over there might be the right thing for him right now rather than going straight to AEW, because he is still a little to me just watching him wrestle and stuff at the moment i feel like he's still a little green and still lacking that supreme confidence to be at the top of a card of a company that is selling out big arenas and doing good ratings on TV. Um, I mean, you could put him on the mid-card in AEW and maybe he works it out from there, but um, I don't know. I feel like that's the right fit for him at the moment. Um, yeah, Bobby Fish is a weird one. He, Bobby Fisher has allegedly had some issues backstage with he's uh, kind of gone very red-pilled is probably a way to to put it and uh was good mates with that referee i can't remember his name uh who got fired for trying to basically harass people into joining q and stuff 
and Bowfish was like caught up in that for a little bit. I don't, you know, as I say, allegedly, I don't want to like cast aspersions on anyone, um, but that could be a reason. But it, it just, the there was other news that came out basically on the same day as these releases that Vince is essentially, uh, Vince and Bruce and John Laronitis, um have decreed that NXT will go back to being a developmental uh, brand, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, but then they were like, no more 30-year-olds and no more midgets. And it just, like that, that sentence in itself, to me, just shows that the the company's being, like, if the company's a bus, it's being driven by three old men who've got no fucking idea, and they, they, will, they will drive it off the road and people can pe- can keep pointing to the fucking tv deals man if the product continues to be this bad there won't be tv deals they just won't you know and like people can point to to ticket sales for wwe like being relatively solid yeah they are there is a wwe fan base and and with social media doing its thing it's polarizing people into being black and gold or red and black and which i don't know it's a bit dumb but that seems to be what happening so what's happening so there's always going to be a group of people who want to go and watch wwe live and that's cool man like i've done it lots and it's heaps of fun and i can see myself the more that i sort of don't follow wwe regularly when i do dip in it will be that fun thing you know if i dip in for a pay-per-view or whatever it's like oh yeah this is the wwe flavor of wrestling and that's cool my big problem with them as a company is the way that they do business you know if they didn't do business the way that they do i would be like well you know they're doing their thing it's not for me but whatever um but you know you just you know what <laughs> the, th- the other thing as well is they make these fucking rules for themselves of like you know, no midgets. So that they'll go back to their six foot two, you know, hundred and ten kilo rule that they had forever. Um, and then you end up with a roster of guys who can't wrestle. So you know, and then the next Daniel Bryan comes along, and that rule gets fucking thrown out the window. It it just, yeah. It'll be. I wonder if share the shareholders of WWE will eventually move a motion to remove Vince from being in charge of the company. Because if I was a shareholder, if I had serious money in WWE and I was watching the decisions that were being made this year, uh, and two things in particular, the the shareholding meeting that I spoke about on the last episode, where (coughs) was the last week or the week before, but a a shareholder was like, hey, um, AEW seemed to be doing really well. Do you have any plans to combat them? And Vince basically going, eh. that would that that would worry me. And then just the amount of people, the amount of talent that's been thrown out the, the the window, that are going to the competition and making them stronger. And then when he was asked about that in the same phone call, he laughed that off as well. Um. Yeah, man, I would. Uh, and, that, like, Bronson Reed, so, we, you know, 
having said all of that and wrapping it up with the Bronson Reed release, it makes even less sense, right? Because the, the kid's fucking huge. You know, the only thing I can think of is ma- it's an accent thing, maybe. They, they're not big fans of uh, having anyone who doesn't have an American accent at the top of the card. They really don't, they did, you know, they, they, I mean, they almost missed out on fucking Becky Lynch. There were all these reports about, uh, Kevin Dunn, you know, trying to fucking keep Becky Lynch in the, in the mid card because he didn't think, he thought her accent would be a massive problem. I, I just, it's all over the place. It's a scattergun approach that there seems to be a lot of, a lot of chefs, um, but no sous chefs. And the person, the people actually kind of, you know, they keep saying this and it feels weird for me because I've never been team click. But the people I kind of feel sorry for the most are Hunter and Sean and William Regal and all those guys because, they, you know, they've spent years working their ass off and, and I feel like they've been working under really difficult circumstances um, recently uh, where they're just getting completely undermined all the time. Uh, and they push people and, you know, like they, they, they get people, you know, Bronson Reed is a perfect example where they get people ready to work for TV. And then there's all these reports leaking to people like Sean Ross Sapp where, um, you know, and like the quote wasn't, I assume this is from Bruce Pritchard because it just sounds like the kind of drivel that would fucking fall out of that dickhead's mouth. But uh, NXT has to uh, NXT exists to train wrestlers how to not wrestle like an indie wrestler anymore, uh, and then once they come up to the main roster, we have to teach them how to not wrestle like an NXT wrestler anymore. You know. But that's cool, man. If Vince wants to keep Bruce Pritchard and John Laurinaitis in charge of WWE, then I've got a pretty good idea of where things will end up, and it's not good for WWE fans. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's just bizarre, and we we can expect more apparently. So I don't know. I'm trying to see some sort of bigger picture here, you know, of like are they trying to sell the company or um, is it just to be as cost effective as possible that they're trying to run with the leanest roster as possible mate yeah mate maybe that i could see that but i mean it just feels like they're throwing a lot of babies out with bathwater at the moment right bronson reed alistair black and then you hear these stories of like oh no actually we want alistair black but adam cole is the perfect example of that at the moment where there's reports that people didn't even know that his fucking contract was up and he's now, at the moment, working without a contract. Um, but it's a gentleman's agreement, WWE being good to him, so he doesn't want to fuck them over and blah, blah, blah. But it was pretty apparent that he was going to go to AEW, and now Vince is getting involved and doesn't want him to go. But if you're Adam Cole, one minute you're having that meeting with Vince McMahon, where he's like, oh, we need your power, and, you know, as long as you grab the brass ring, you'll blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, you're reading articles with Sean Ross Sapp where, you know, industry insiders, which is almost like Pritchard or Laronitis, saying that they're not hiring any more midgets. And you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, fuck, I'm 5'10", man. You know, (laughs) like... 
uh, the, the other thing as well with Adam Cole is you'd have to think that like if Vince saw anything in him at all, if Vince had not already written off Adam Cole, he'd be on the main roster, right? Because he was the face of that NXT invasion thing around Survivor Series like two years ago or so where the three brands competed on Survivor Series, which I actually liked because it was something new, you know, and it fitted in with the Survivor Series gimmick of like, well, you can just have three teams, three teams of five. It was actually a really fun match and Adam Cole won it, right? That's right, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did because NXT basically won everything in that that match because that was when uh, in that pay-per-view because that was when it was like oh nxt aren't the they are the main roster now uh and then the next night we got fucking monday night messiah seth rollins and all that kind of thing so uh yeah if i was adam cole i'd be getting out of there i'd be getting out of there um yeah and it just like, it just bolsters the roster of all the other companies, you know. Uh, I wonder. I saw uh, Eric Bischoff talking about is AEW's roster too bloated? You know, well, no. <laughs> They're about to put on a new show, so. Um, I'm pretty sure Eric and Conrad said that it wasn't, but, uh, but, um, you know, they're about to put on a new show. They need wrestlers on those shows to, uh, to be able to put the shows on. And, um, they've got a completely different contract system than WWE, um, like, the majority of people who work for AW actually are independent contractors in the sense of like they're contracted to do a certain amount of shows with AW, but they can also work with NWA, they can also work with Impact, New Japan, blah blah blah. So uh, even though there are a lot of people who are signed to All Elite, there are just as many who aren't a hundred percent signed with AW, if that makes sense. So anyway. Um yeah, I don't know if I've got any like searing insights into into what's going on. I just, as usual, from afar, look at it and just think, "Fuck, what a shitty place that would be to work." You know, and the main reason why I just don't support them in any way anymore. I don't. I've gotten rid of my network subscription. I don't watch the weekly shows through pay TV here or anything like that because they don't deserve it. They don't deserve to be rewarded when they treat people like this, you know. I don't think it's a tragedy. I don't think it's super sad the way it gets reported by a lot of YouTube channels and stuff because these people will have a better life outside of the WWE system. What's sad is that the WWE system continues to exist and to an extent succeed. That That's what's really sad. And that people have this almost like Stockholm Syndrome with WWE, where a lot of people will come out of it and go, oh, no, it's pretty good. You know, all the people who are in the system are like, oh, no, it's great. Which, I mean, I suppose you would have to, because otherwise you'd get fired immediately. But me personally, I would take the risk on myself and go out and work in all the other promotions and just try and fucking sell as many T-shirts through pro wrestling tees as I could. 
you know if i was a half decent wrestler if i'm someone like bobby Roode or dolph ziggler you know i'd be going look man like you know i've probably got 10 good years left in me of doing like half decent mid card stuff let me go you know let me go i'll do all of the other promotions and i'll try and come up with a half decent gimmick and i'll sell a fuckload of t-shirts but there seems to be a whole bunch of people who are quite happy to just put up with all of that shit to get what people seem to consider a big payday but it's really not when you consider like how big the profit margins are for wwe and how much work these wrestlers have to do you know i mean that's the one thing that everybody says about going to AEW. is like oh my god you know the workload is so much better here i have such a better work-life balance i just if i was a young wrestler and wwe came and offered me even if they were offering me squillions of dollars i'm like no no i don't it's not like I, that many more people are seeing me on wwe now than AEW anyway you know raws are like 1.5 and dynamite's at 1.1 so and that's only going to go up with the addition of um sam punk and daniel bryan or oh, brian danielson and probably bray wyatt at some point oh yeah bray wyatt <laughs> bray wyatt's left wwe now that has come out that he's been having uh, mental health issues and i don't want to speak out of turn but it seems like since Brody lee passed away just before christmas that, that that's coincided with uh, bray having some mental health issues and of course i wish him all the best wish him a speedy recovery uh, me person matt and i had uh, almost an argument about this that i think he is a hundred percent a great get for aw uh, matt seems to think that he isn't Matt's argument was that he's too WWE, he's too, you know, uh, sports entertainment-ish, which I can understand that argument. What I think is, like, he's just so fucking creative. And he just, like, the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania with John Cena is one of my favourite things WWE's ever done. I know it divided opinions, but I think most people needed to relax a little bit and be like look not all wrestling is going to be this you know (laughs) like this is someone doing something different uh and i'm always up for doing for seeing something different because there's only so much you can do with two people in a ring you know like um and bray wyatt even though i think he can work pretty well in the ring has obviously realized that's not his strength and his creativity is and he leans into that so I, I would love to see what he could come up with with Tony Khan at AEW allowing him to, to push his own character, you know, like... Um, or even just, like, this sort of travelling monster that goes from promotion to promotion just killing people off when they need to or, you know... I, I don't know. He, I feel like he could do anything. Um but he gives, just like Malachi, Malachi Black does, he gives another little flavour to AEW that they don't really have at the moment. So I think it would be great. Um, yeah, I think that's probably about it. I just wanted to jump in and say hi to you guys. Uh, Dynamite was... I, I, I don't know if I'm a very good critic because I watched AEW this week and was like, another solid episode. And then spoke to Paul and Matt and I got two different... One review was, that was shit, except for the main event. (laughs) 
uh and the other review was like eh, it was not that great um i don't know i thought it was well, i thought it was fine um i mean it's not my favorite episode of dynamite ever but it was you know it's still still good um i'm really enjoying that like, i got swerved guys i got swerved with the cody thing cody took one of his boots off i was like oh holy shit he's gonna fucking retire it all makes sense uh and then alistair black came out and clocked him i was like ah fuck got me you fucking got me um i'm just so excited to see what happens and i'm so happy that cody's in a storyline that isn't qt marshall oh god i'm so happy to see him in a in a feud with a, a proper wrestler um yeah i think i'll leave that there impact i watch but there isn't really much to report with impact uh jay white's still around uh yeah i don't know if he's being utilized as well as he could be on impact uh, there seems to be some sort of a bullet club story simmering away with Chris Bay and stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm loving watching him on American TV. I think he's doing a good job, but uh, I'd like to see more of him. Um, but yeah, I'm going to leave that there, guys. I'm not feeling 100%, so I think I'll leave that there and stop boring you. Um, really solid numbers for us. Uh, again, when we sort of transitioned into me doing solo episodes. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Like the numbers have stayed the same and gone up a little bit at times as well. So I, I really appreciate that. You're obviously telling your friends about it and stuff. It's like, it's this crazy guy who just rants each week about wrestling. Um, I will <clears throat> next, um, sorry to do that. Uh, I, I think a news-based thing is probably more where it's at, like a weekly look at wrestling news and sort of, you know, just what's happening. So I think I'll be doing that from now on uh, and just, you know, a quick sort of chat about Dynamite and Impact and whatever else I might have watched for the week. Uh, but it was a pretty quiet week this week except for the NXT releases and, and the kind of civil war that seems to be brewing between Vince, Bruce Pritchard and, and John Laronitis and Hunter and Sean um yeah could we see dx in aw i'll leave you with that until next time my friends may your wrestling be good wrestling good night are you ready hey think you can tell us what to do you think you can tell us what to wear you think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. You can tell me what to do You know who you're talking to